intro. And we're live. Okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast, episode 262. Chris knows to look at me now because of the feedback. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was, uh, it was a little Whoa, juggling. you ping in there, buddy. You just got way louder. Did I? I? need to yell. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things to where... Uh, Trying to keep a lot of eyes on new tech and right. make sure that we're working properly. Right, but, right, um, right. Uh, It is a lot. A lot of new stuff it's this cool, week. Though. Um, we'll actually take a picture going this way and send it out later. I uh, did uh, <laughs> already. On oh, you did Instagram. Instagram story. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, so we get this fancy. We're still playing. We're still learning. But I think we're going to be able to do some cool stuff here. Um, He's, Chris has this cool little pad that lets him switch screens, which we'll play with a little bit later. Um, but let's dive into a bit of the news. Um, first up, I want to talk about, and because we have this fancy screen, I want to talk about the this. Shall Go for I, it. Uh... We're testing it out still. This is the Audi A4 Ultra Sport. It is basically... Audi is getting rid of the manual gearbox for the 2019 A4 and A5. So as a last ditch, here you go enthusiast, they're recreating a model they've done before called the Ultrasport. It's the last 40 manual transmission cars in the A4 line will get the Ultrasport. So this is what it looks like. I'm showing you around so everybody can see it. You can click off it for now. Um, and basically what it is is that... Um, it comes in the quantum gray paint, which is normally an S-line only thing. Right. It has 19-inch S4 wheels. It has carbon inlays from the RS4 Avant. It has a flat bottom steering wheel with dynamic steering ratios from the S4, adaptive damp suspension with a lower ride height, S-line leather and Alcantara interior, and a badge delete, which is pretty cool. And then it is a $6,800 package over the standard A4. Yeah, but is it hella flush? Um, it is. I don't think it is hella flush, but it is uh, cool that they are offering something. See, that's where they get me right there. If it right. didn't hella flush, I would have been all over it. Yeah, of course. Um, so it, it's cool that they're offering, like, here's a, you know, yeah, we're killing the manual, but, you know, here's here's a goodbye present for 40 of you. 40 is pretty limited. Uh, it is, and each one of those 40 people will think they're the most special unicorns on the face of the planet. Well, I mean, it's an A4 um, with S4 goodies, but it, it, it's yeah. a cool, it is cool. It is, it is a no, nice No, 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 it's, it's, it's an interesting way to kind of send things off. Um, but, uh, am I surprised? Not in the least. Right. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw one of those cars with a manual transmission. No, the, the take rate in Germany is, is low, so they're not even going to sell them there anymore. So here in the U.S. Yeah. It must be nothing. Whereas, you know, if you look at like um, like an M3, they actually still sell a fairly significant amount of them in manuals. Like when, when I was shopping around for used cars, like that was that was something that was kind of sort of on my radar. Right. Uh, and, I, you know, I'd see and like I'd say a good at least a third of them that were on the used market were manuals. Yeah. Um, so there is interest. It's just not in not in like a four. Like I could see if there was, you know. The S4 was optioned as a manual. But right. That hasn't been a manual for a long, long no, time. No, a long time. Um, and the, the automatic that they're using is is, is fine. Um, so, you know. Well, it's a dual clutch. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, no. They're, they're using the 8-speed now. They're up to the 8-speed. Are they? Yes. Oh, because yeah. I thought they were using the dual clutch in no, those cars. No, that's, those are 8-speeds now. Well, those I'm used wrong. to be dual clutch. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, switching over to a totally different vehicle but still enthusiast based uh jeep is offering something called the moab edition wrangler it's the first limited edition um jl so they always do limited edition i was gonna cars. say there's, there's no there's no way this is the first like limited edition moab thing no it's the first i i yeah. don't know if it is i think it might be i'm thinking they've had moab cars I don't before think so. if they have i i i didn't yeah but it's no quick. dragon no the it's dragon not. edition is just it's not Call of Duty. It's none of that stuff. Um, click over so people can see a picture of it. Yeah. So it's basically a um, Sahara edition. It's a Sahara edition Jeep Wrangler. And then, so that's the luxury one. And then it gets some Rubicon elements, which is kind of nice. So you get the Moab there on the hood. It gets a Rubicon hood. It gets the rock rail sliders and front bumper from the Rubicon. But inside, it's all Sahara, which is really nice. Now, um, the crazy thing, though, is that it's based on the Sahara. Mm -hmm. The base price of Sahara is $39,000. Okay. So this is going to cost at least $45,000, and I would not be surprised, hey, Truck Central, I would not be surprised if 
this is a fifty thousand dollar oh vehicle. no fifty thousand dollar jeep is is kind of de rigueur at this point yeah now if you want the side steps put back on you can do that as a no cost option it, it's so it's like it's like a slightly fancier but not quite as capable rubicon but a slightly more capable than the sahara because it gets the 17 inch wheels with mud terrain tires is there somebody that's really looking for something that's this ultra specific of like I want it's this, Jeep but people. not this, and this. I mean, they they listen to their customers yeah. at the Moab Easter Safari, so maybe. Have you seen the uh, Hyundai commercials lately, where they're they're uh, they're cr- going crawling with? Uh, I think it was the Tucson. No. Uh, yeah, they're like Hyundai. It, it's just as good as a Jeep. If and they're like no modifications to the car except for this, that, the other, this, that, the other, this thing, and this thing, and this thing, and also we oh, disconnected the sway bars. Yes, I did see that. Uh, I did see that video, yes, because um, it was originally a long-form video that they must have turned into a commercial. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Carcane asked if it still has auto start stop that I think because it's Sahara, I think it does come with the auto start stop because it also has keyless entry. And I think those packages are linked, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, so I don't know. Now, it, it, there, I mean, whatever, however many they make, they'll sell if it's a limited edition Wrangler. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, I mean, Jeeps, you know, for the issues that I have with some of the stuff being really dumb marketing stunts. Yeah. They have no problem selling cars. That's no. very clear. No, they don't. Um, it's the one branch of, of FCA that's just, well, I mean, people are buying $70,000 super sedans from yeah. Dodge, too, so who knows? Well, that and the, I think the trucks, you know, for all of the shit I give Chrysler, like, and there's a lot, there's plenty of shit to give them. Their trucks have been pretty solid for 20-plus years at this point. Well, the new Ram is supposed to be fantastic, too. Yeah. I haven't driven it yet, but I'm trying um, to get my hands on it. And they've got the, they've got the hybrid version out now as well. Uh, yeah. Um, so it'll be, I mean, it'll be interesting. And then I can't wait till we finally get the Jeep pickup truck. And then uh, we got to get that diesel engine as well. Because that'll, the diesel truck will be pretty damn cool. I'll just imagine if you can get it in brown. Oh, I don't give a shit about that. I know. <laughs> no, I know that's the, the standard thing, yeah. though. Uh, no, I don't think they're going to make a Hellcat motored Wrangler. Um, but they, I, they should make a Durango one. That would be so awesome. Now, Formula E. That could happen. Formula E. Yeah is working on, speaking of off-road, an off-road racing series for electric SUVs that they want to call Extreme E. I can get behind this because the goal is to race through mountains, but also in places like the Arctic, where you can show like, oh, we can do motorsport, we can be aggressive and crazy, and we're not hurting the environment. And I mean, unless you run over a polar bear. Okay. But having like an electric trophy truck with travel or something i don't know what the plan is it's still in the early stages but it could be pretty badass if done right well it'll be an interesting series and then 15 years later they'll rename it to extreme molly why because e used to be ecstasy oh okay no yeah you're right good joke i just missed it yeah no that's okay (laughs) that's fine uh that's okay not everybody gets someone in the comments even got i remember the guy club once trying to sell me some extra e so extreme e so Yeah, yeah i i didn't i missed it now Speaking of people maybe not getting it, um, Drive Tribe is a financial oh, black hole. Yeah. In just two years, it's lost around $16 million. Yeah. It's, it's listed as mostly due to administrative costs, and they have a staff of 44 people. Jesus Christ. For what? I have run a lot and worked in a lot of startups. That's a lot for a little social media startup like that. And, I mean, I understand why once you have 44 people, you now need 44 computers and 44 desks and 44 Yeah, but that's phones. not even – it's the salaries and, the, and, and all the benefit packages that are yeah, expensive. Right. Um, but, oh, my God. That, and I bet you they're paying a bundle out to certain people. Well, of course. I mean, it's their thing. So Well, no, yeah. no, no I'm not talking about uh, – you know, I'm not talking about the top tier or, well, the – Whatever, whatever you want to call the Grand trio. Grand Tour, folks. Whatever the trio you want to call at this right. point. Um, but there's a fair, there were some journalists with fairly big names from yeah, the UK. But they're all gone now uh, from them. Yeah. Well, there were you know some UK journalists on yeah. there that I know they had to have been paying pretty decent Oh, yeah, because they too. lured them from pretty great outlets who they've all since mostly gone back I never, to. So here's the thing is like um, the... It seems like this keeps being tried over and over. The automotive social network. Yeah. Uh, it's just too Just go niche. on Instagram, man. It's Or car Twitter's fun, too. Yeah. Jethro and Henry definitely were great on there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't 
begrudge any of the work that was done on there. The no. work was all fine. Right. And well, because it was like Top Gear esque production quality for the top people. So right. Yeah. It may as well have just been called the Wealthy British Journalist Club. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That's that's. That's where they're at right now. I mean, that's an amazing amount of money to blow through into. So you're talking eight million a year in in capital to operate that. Also, I think it's funny because Chris is sitting in a comfy chair right now, and I'm sitting on a stool. So look at look right there. Yeah. Look at the height difference. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see if I can. Hey, pal. Can you I can it? even it up a little bit. Yeah, I think you're still your volume's fine if you're higher up. Yeah. Um, so um, now we're gonna we're gonna. Diving in a few questions from Patreon, Twitter, and Facebook, and then I'll scan the chat because I see you guys are asking some questions too. So we won't totally forget you, but I got to dive into the Patreon questions first. You can pop these on the screen because we have these, this fancy tool to do that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at this. It's almost like we've been planning things and spending money. Uh, I wish I, I should have left like a Pornhub tab open. Um, <laughs> or pull the Alex Jones where it was a very specific pub. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, so... Patreon first. You guys all know that. Bobby Reed, what specific car have you put the most miles on? Uh, if, I mean, if you're talking about press cars, I did 1,200 miles in a Hyundai Equus years ago to go see um, Bryce and Zion, the national parks. Yeah. So that was a good trip. It was very comfortable in that car. Uh, and then right now, I'm going to get to this later, but I'll, I'll just mention it. I just took an Audi S5 Sport back to Yosemite and back. So I'm at like yep. 800 miles, which is a lot for a press car. But I also did a cross-country drive in a 72 240Z years ago, which was fantastic. That was back early days of the podcast. I remember that. Yeah, and then I think... Like out of my own personal vehicle, burned to death as well. I did almost burn to death. You can read about that on Hooniverse.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I think in my own personal vehicles, it would probably be my like '98 Ford Ranger that I had when I graduated college and moved to California back in 2003. I that I, I beat that. Thing. I used to drive everywhere. It was the four cylinder Ranger. It yeah. was an automatic, so it wasn't anything exciting. I used to drive everywhere, basically flat out. <laughs> Because the top speed was ninety. Well, yeah, I had one of those. Car- I had one of those. You you had to drive everywhere flat out right. because otherwise it wouldn't do anything. And uh, eventually, um, I um, blew the engine, and somebody bought yeah. it that weekend for almost a thousand dollars because you can't. So you buy, had the, buy small trucks. You had the uh, of course the four cylinder, right? Yeah, the two point three or two point seven, two point three. I think. Yeah, it was. the motor that I've torn apart, and I I, I I curse every engineer at Ford that ever worked on that. I motor. know, but I wanted to turbocharge it, um, um, but I never did. Yeah, because you could get the the turbocharger parts off the SVL Mustang. Yep. Uh, yeah, a couple things. Let's see. I had my. You had ninety eight. Mine was ninety nine. My ninety nine Camaro. I put something on the order of between fifty and sixty thousand miles a year on that for two and a half years. Um, so I did that and then I put probably another 10 or 20,000 on it before I got rid of it. Wow. Uh, and our CX five, which is my wife's car, but it is our car. Um, I think we're right around 40 and we haven't even had it that long. So there's that. She, that's a, she does a lot of driving for work. She does. That, though, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and then press cars, I think the, I think I put about a thousand miles on a Durango. Okay. Which isn't a lot, a lot, but it's a lot for, for a press car. It's a lot. That's a decent amount. I mean, you usually have to say, Hey, I'm driving this from here to here just so they know what you're doing yeah and that was that was, was one of those ones SEMA, where it was, right? a, it was a SEMA trip yeah. and I was like hey I need it to be able to run stuff and pick stuff up for SEMA and I'm like yep. yep no problem uh, Russell Gorley if you wanted to properly troll Monterey Car Week what would you drive now I actually have a plan along with Zach Clapman to troll Monterey Car Week and I'd like to believe that he and I will do it someday are, you, are, we, are we talking about no no we're not na- gonna don't, don't, don't even say anything because I'm not gonna reveal it just because I don't want someone else to steal it so we Zach and I have a great plan um, that doesn't involve a car, and that's literally there all I'm are multiple say. plans. I think I know which one you're talking about okay. because I've been privy to it. Zach and I have schemed on these things right. too. Um, yes, all I say is aye aye. Okay, yeah. Um, so I, what would I drive? I would drive like oh, I would borrow. So I know the guy Scott Chamberlain who uh, race races 24 Hours of Lemons a lot, and made they made a replica of the Homer. Mm-hmm. from the simpsons and it was so good that they got invited to fox studios to meet matt Groening and everybody oh that's great yeah um so i would drive that i want to did you ever see the uh what was the movie where they were doing the cross-country race and john lovitz was in it and they they go into a museum 
uh, that turns out to be a Nazi museum, and they steal Hitler's car. Oh, Jesus I want Christ. that car because it's ridiculous. They'd probably um, accept that just fine at Pebble Beach. Uh, um, Dan Mosqueda, did what, you? S- well, the great li- the great line from that though is that. As he's stealing it, and he's being chased by all these Nazis coming out of the museum, he's just, I'm stealing Hitler's car. Oh, yeah, in his voice. Yeah. Uh, Dan Mosqueda, did you see Tyler Hoover's video of his Ferrari F355 burning to the ground? Do you think it was sabotaged by Freddy since his Lamborghini's almost finished? I saw the video. No, I don't think it was uh, sabotaged, of course. Uh, no, and the, the ending of that video was great. I did not see that, but I was informed about it, and I said, yeah, of course it burned to the ground. It's a Ferrari of that vintage. Right. Um, um, and the end is him making a phone call and it's freddie picking up while he's on holiday in italy or something like that or he sees the listing and he's like oh and then like cut fades to black on holiday what are you european well, he now? was in europe um <laughs> what well, my daughter always says holiday because of peppa pig which is a children's thing a british one so she always says we're on holiday i know i'm, I'm <laughs> busting your balls as, as we might say back in New England. Yeah. Uh, ben Reif, thoughts on radar detectors? I just got two tickets in a two-week time period. Fortunately, I have a CDL, and cops are pretty good about changing the ticket to just a fine, so not to affect your job. I was looking at detectors, and I'm confused why anyone would buy the several hundred-dollar detectors. How are they worth that price? Because you just got two tickets in two weeks, and yes. you probably wouldn't have with your the detectors. cheap detectors do not work well. Buy either a high-end. However, when we tested the K40, that, that worked surprisingly well. And that's a affordable okay, brand. This may be somewhat dated information, but I mean, that was my experience. Is back, you know, when I was shopping, this is five or six years ago. Like, you're, it was pointless unless you were looking at either buying a high-end Escort or a, uh, or a, or a Valentine one. Right. Um, I've got an Escort 9500iX that I've had for probably five, six, seven years at this point. And yeah. it's been flawless. Uh, and does a really really good job of course the funny thing is is as soon as i buy it i almost i think i've had one ticket since then okay um and not as a result of like me pulling back because that was going off right uh i had the uh the passport sorry the escort passport 9500 ix and it was fantastic and then they came out with the escort max which i would love to get it's huge though that that effort is big they changed all the mounts and everything too um so i i haven't been running one for a while uh but i which is foolish of me because when i did they worked great so we did the um the k40 we k40 so we did jason connor's car they did the full hidden k40 on it and it was fantastic i forgot you guys did that with some like not quite legal in California shit um, that we were like, yeah, go for well, it. Well, that car's gone anyway, so it right, doesn't matter. Right, um, They did, yeah. So then the, I just had the regular plug-in one. So yeah. we tested both of them, which you can watch it all on this channel, actually. It's somewhere on this channel. Um, Click here or here or there like or there good. or this um, or that. So it, uh, it worked great. And the K40 is very affordable. It's just like the build quality is a little bit... That's where they cheap out a little bit, but yeah. it doesn't feel like it's going to fall apart. It's just like a lesser grade of plastic, but the internals are great. It does a good job of filtering out all the false alerts from radar cruise control. It's such a big one these days. Um, that's because everybody figured out how to get rid of like the uh, malls setting shit off. Yeah. So it's it's radar cruise control is the, the tough one. I, the thing I like with my 9500iX is that you can also set it. You It's got a little learning button on it. Yeah. So you can... It basically it keeps G- it's got a GPS um, chipset in it, and it's got a little button you can tap so that when an alarm goes off and you know it's a false alert, every time you go by that spot, it yep. will ignore it from then on. Yeah, which is a killer feature for the escort if you have a regular like highway commute. Yep, I don't at this point, right. but I still enjoy that radar detector. No, I loved that feature of of mine when I had that as well. And they also have the escort network thing too, which sounds like an entirely unrelated to radar detectors. But the Escort, I think it's like Escort Live or something like that, yep. is an IP connection that goes over your smartphones and links all the radar detectors together. So if somebody 10 miles ahead of you gets a hit on the radar, it then gets blasted out over the network. Right. It's like a Waze-ish type thing. Right. And alerts the other people that this is coming. Right. Very cool. So um, Let's jump to Twitter questions. You want to pull some of these up? Yeah, on the screen over there. Um, so Mac Hogan at Macklin Hogan asks Jeff, "How are the cars? The cars are good, Mac." Uh, Patrick Montgomery, and you can we can go back to studio for cut number two, which was a good comment on the YouTube chat. WP 
Montgomery, what are your go-to cold weather beers? I love how many beer questions we get on this car podcast, and I, I'm being serious about that. I do love that. Uh, I mean, I really like um, Imperial Russian Stouts. Those are just big, heavy, very alcoholic, strong. There's, there's a lot of meat, to, not meat, but there's there's a lot of flavor. You want a meal in your beer in the winter? It's it's not it's not so much that it's a meal. It's just that it's it's it's. It'll warm you up with the alcohol content, but they're so good with the flavors that it's not, you know, uh, so much fusel alcohol that it's it's crushing you. Um, yeah, I, Imperial Russian Stouts are the go-to cold weather beers, and fully endorsed by the White House now. Right, uh, Michael Febo at IMJ Mike. I keep hearing that Porsche prices are settling or even falling, but Gooding Monterey last week would say otherwise. Thoughts? I would say that. Uh it wouldn't surprise me if they started if they've leveled out. And the other thing is, is we had been on a crazy economic ride for the last few years. Uh, get ready for, to strap in because that's not going to last a whole hell of a lot longer. Yeah. So, and when things kind of start, you know, plateauing, I don't think we're going to crash immediately, but we'll probably start dipping into a recession in the next couple of years. And this is when things will start leveling out as far as luxury goods like that go. So I think personally that the um, regarding the Porsche market itself, I think, uh, you, you know, Monterey and Gooding and those are kind of an somewhat anomalous. I, uh, those auctions always bring out people, you know, waving their dicks by way of their wallet. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, good for the sellers. Um, so I think I think. I think it's going to slow a little bit. I think especially air-cooled Porsches, just because vintage Ferraris are kind of like a forever thing. Um, the skies... Well, there's well, just we, so I many... Mean, we've kind of apexed there, too. There's like, how so can many we... fewer Ferraris produced, though. Yeah. Like, they're... I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I like old Porsches. Right. I like new Porsches. They're fun. But at the same time, they're a much more common car. Yeah. So yeah, there. I mean, there you go. I feel like we've we've the prices are pretty high for a lot of them, and also, I feel like we've calmed down a bit. They don't suffer attrition the same way Italian cars do. Yeah, and that they don't disintegrate. Right. So, uh, engineering explained has a good question. Oh, Jason hey. at Jason Fensky thirteen. Would auto journalists or Wall Streeters be better at car collecting from an investment standpoint? Which is a fantastic question. Um, I think that depends entirely on the individual. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd wager to say I think Wall Street on average would probably be better because a lot of auto journalists wouldn't buy logical stuff. They'd buy stuff that they just really thought was cool. Right. Um, so that that can be part of the problem. But if someone invests wisely, I feel like if you have a, a Wall Street guy and a collector car person team up, maybe you can, you know, do it correctly. Yeah. But, well, and you kind of have uh, you kind of have a friend that uh, you deal with on that basis a little bit back on the East Coast. Uh, well, not, he, he's not really here anymore. Oh. <laughs> um, and he wasn't that. a Wall Street guy. He was just a rich dude. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's, the, most of that collection's actually been sold off. Okay. Yeah. But that was kind of, the, <laughs> that was kind of the arrangement is that you would, money you guy, would make car some, guy, you would make the suggestions. Yeah. No, you're a hundred percent right. Um, that said, I think some car, some car guys really could make great investors with that. Like, I think Matt will probably make some decent moves on that yeah, front. Yeah, um, Because he's not going to get overly attached to all of them. No. I mean, he got his dream car, and he sold it way quicker than I thought he would have. Yeah. And I he, mean, he's probably going to drive this Safari Porsche for a bit and then be like, peace for tons of money. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, I, I, I haven't talked to him so long. I don't even know the status of that right. project. All right. Next question. Uh, so... No, you oh. don't have to go back there. Sorry. Um, no, it's all right. Uh, so there wasn't really any Facebook questions tonight, which is weird, but everybody's sleeping on Facebook, which is fine. Totally fine. I get it. End mm -hmm. of summer. We're approaching Labor Day weekend. Uh, there you go. So I'm going to scroll through, and I'm going to read, and you don't have to pop these up. But I'm Are gonna, you sure? I'm sure. Okay. We're going to read some of these, uh, a few of the, the YouTube questions, just so we can get to these as well, so we're not leaving anybody out. Um, Cogpasa asks, hey, guys, I'm planning to drive from England to the South China Sea, trying to find a route for a global expedition Ooh, travel company ambitious. that I'm trying to create. What car would be best for this? I'm thinking old land cruiser as parts will be available globally and it's perfect for all road adventure. I mean, you've answered your own question. I think your answer is land cruiser. Yeah, I think land cruiser would be good. You know what else would probably work out pretty well? Subaru. Yeah, but I, I, that's more of like you're thinking with your enthusiast heart. I just think land cruiser, simple engines. There's parts everywhere. Well, yeah, that's. But I'm just saying, uh, if you wanted something newer, hmm. 
the Subarus also widely available and for the most part are pretty reliable. Yeah. Um, if but, you were, if you're looking Toyota. for something new, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. The Land Cruiser is great. I'm just saying, like, right. it's another option that, like, if you want something newer and maybe something that drives it a little better, you probably would have pretty good support so, because Subarus everywhere. I mean, it also depends where he wants to go. If he's going like actual, really off road, it's the Land Cruiser, no question. Yeah, ground clearance, all, the various all wheel drive or four wheel drive systems. It's it's potentially a Hilux too. You could do a Hilux as like a support vehicle, and then yeah. the Land Cruisers is like the ones the clients drive. Yep. Um, Brandon Maxwell, college student here. I just bought a BMW 335i with the 335i not too long ago. I've already done small stuff like intakes and muffler deletes. I'm tempted to go FBO, or would that be a poor choice? FBO? What? I don't know what he means by that. What's FBO? Why can't we? I've heard that before, but uh, uh, FBO. It's, I'm sure it's a mod that we're both like spacing on that I don't know. Uh, full blown full bolt on got it full bolt on okay like titties uh, no, I'm <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> uh i mean if you have the money to have fun with it go for it yeah the only thing I was but saying, if you blow your daily driver up how as a college student he, was? he said he's a college student college student okay so here's the recommendation i will make to you sir uh because i did the same dumb kind of shit in college don't run around without mufflers you're just gonna draw attention get mufflers on there yeah but have cutouts Cutouts would be a good way um, to go. Because it will just save your ass. And the other thing is, is as much as you love it, you will get tired of it on a really long highway drive. Yeah, you will. The, um, the drone is, you'll start to feel like an old man, but there's a reason you start to feel that way. Your ears can only take so much. and it, it gets old. Yeah. Um, and you will, like my hearing suffered from my Camaro days. I'm it, looking forward to doing cutouts on my wagon. Yeah. I definitely want to do cutouts. I, I'm a big proponent these days of doing, of doing electric cutouts. Uh, as a matter of fact, I might do that on the Macan. Nice. Very nice. Uh, okay, now moving to what we've been up to. Um, I just went to Yosemite, like okay. I said. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to the person who came up to me at... There's a Half Dome Village is where we stayed. Ooh, leg cramp right in the middle of the show. <laughs> nice. What is that beeping noise? Uh, that would be one of the power supplies saying like shit can... is not happy. Okay, we got a computer issue doing something. Give us a moment to make it stop screaming at us. Uh, yeah, hold on here. I'm going to kill the audio so you guys aren't getting bothered with that. Okay, we should be back here. Someone gave us $10 for a new power supply fund. <laughs> okay. That's fucking funny shit. It is. Oh, you're 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 just off the charts. Am I? Am I right now? Yeah. Hold on here. Let me uh, turn down the chooch factor a little bit here. And uh, yeah. So long as I'm not yelling. Yeah. If you sit like you were sitting, you're. If good. I sit like a normal human. Click over to the video stream. They can hear us. And primary. Sorry about the delay of game there, people. A little bit of a uh, little bit of a problem. The. Uh, Big ass uninterruptible power supply I use, uh, which you can hear. Uh, yes, uh, got a little overloaded uh, with this big boy Mac Pro that I have plugged into it right now. Uh, let's see. Yep, health is good on that one. So I'm gonna continue on what I was saying. Yeah. So shout out to the BMW M2 driver who came up to me at. Uh, so we were staying in Half Dome Village. Yep. There is a pizza place down there. And uh, a gentleman walked up to me and said he watches the videos, which was very nice of him to say that. And he had a really nice blue M2 because I remember the car as we were driving in. Um, so shout out to you, my friend. Thank you for coming out to say hi and for watching. So the car I drove there. Now my computer sounds like it's really good uh, I drove an Audi S5 Sportback. It was supposed to be an Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quadrifoglio. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, did that preemptively break down on you? Yes. It <laughs> I was joking about it for like no. three weeks. It uh, had to go in the shop, so I didn't get to drive that one. So it didn't. At least it didn't break down on your. It was no. It, there's so much computer. Wow, there's a the cacophony room. of just noise going um, on now. Whatever is. Hopefully, because I've got I've got uh, one fan that I need to grease the bearings, and and now Jeff's system is just 
just vomiting exhaust noise on us. Whatever, shit happens. I, um, I, I'll help you fix that. We can fix that in five minutes after this. Um, it's it's what the full Alpha experience exactly. So Audi S5 Sportback, um, and I put my mountain bike on the roof of it using the suction cup based sea sucker mount mm -hmm. there and back, no issues. And I was doing 85 most of the way. Nice. Um, it, it has the. It has the, uh, can hardly hear any of the noise in my headphones. Okay, good. Um, it's loud in here. Yeah. Um, thank you for that feedback. So it has the, the roof where you can open the shade without opening the glass. So I could constantly stare at the plungers to see if any of them were like loosening up on the suction cups. Yeah. So that was great. Um, and yeah, the, the national parks are amazing. <laughs> Just look over. Janice is still there. She's still there. Well, she could see two of them. I could see two of them. Uh, so it was kind of like that. We booked this trip a year ago, and then the fires that just happened there almost canceled it. Uh, yeah. The well, I mean. The park opened a week ago. Yeah. That's always a tricky thing in California. It's like you have to book these campground sites like sometimes like a couple years in advance, and even then it's no guarantee they're going to exist when you need to use them. It was uh, it was great. We stayed at the cabins in Half Dome. It's it's like just mind-blowingly the sense of scale. Here, here jump over a screen. I, I took this one picture. Oh, the tab was suspended. This is going to pull up in a second, I promise. So this place, I mean, that's a photo for, with my um, that I took with my... Uh, my looks phone like, looks like a goddamn Ansel Adams. I took that painting. with my phone. Um, that's how good. I'm going to show you guys a few more here. Um, that I took this one using binoculars and my phone, which is a cool little trick you can do. Um, that's that's half dome. I don't you know. It looks like the Mac bike. OS wallpaper. This is I was trying to capture like a sense of the scale. So like that's me right there, and then this is some huge ass rock I climbed up, and then this zoom is, in on that. It's kind of hard to see. So that's the biggest rock. Yeah. Like huge. And then just behind it is that mother effer huge hugeness. Uh, that's that's a big thing. So the car was great. Um with the bike on the roof, you can click off that now. With yeah. the bike on the roof, um twenty three miles per gallon. So definite drag. There was definite drag from the mountain bike, but it's you still say that's far cry, that's funny. Um it was um it was great. It, I loved it, and um, it prompted me to ask people today on Hooniverse.com what their favorite national park was, was we, what their favorite national park is. We got some good answers there. It was just an awesome – road trips are great, especially when you have the right car. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which wasn't an alpha. No, I, it's so funny because, like, I, I was worried – I was legitimately worried that you guys were going to get halfway up the state and it was going to break on you. So I'm glad it broke before you even got it. Right. But – like the alpha reputation just does not let down. It does not. Um, um, it does not. Uh, now, back, moving to the other cars, uh, my Mercedes is. <laughs> I was about to shoot video of the Clarion audio installation. I have to do this video, which I saw last week, which is pretty slick. It is. It sounds great. It's awesome. I really like it. Um, but remember, the car drove like crap on the way here and then yeah. on the way back. Yeah. I, like, I barely made it home, and then the, I let the car sit for a day, and then I couldn't start it. It wouldn't even... It wouldn't, Vapor lock. Well, no, it wasn't no. that. Um, it, it, I thought I overheated it. I fucked the timing up. I got the carb out of whack. I bring it... I had it towed to the shop around the corner because I just couldn't get it to fire up at all. The guy says it's reminding him of an issue he had with an old Audi 100 that had to do with points. Pulled the distributor off, adjusted it a little bit. It fired right up. He's like, hold on a second. He went in. He tried some other points. He changed the points, and it was running. It was idling perfectly. Um, so he's like, give me, give me like two hours to order the part I need to get you the right one, and you can pick it up later today. Just give me 100 bucks or something like that. And so that's – I think I start to learn about engines and then something like that happens, and I just realize I have no effing clue. Uh, well, you know, it's the voodoo of old engines, of dealing with distributors and, you know, right. carburetors or mechanical fuel injection. Or, or no, I shouldn't say mechanical, but specifically old-school mechanical fuel injection and, like, all that shit. It's just the worst. It's it's the absolute worst. Um, but the car's running great, so the video is now coming soon of the Clarent because I owe them that. They 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 installed it. They They comped the system so that I would talk about it, and I need to do that because um, I haven't done that yet. Now, no updates on the Wombat at the mm -hmm. moment, um, but work might be starting as early as next week. Nice. So don't want to get too excited, but I'm pretty excited. 
So everything, you have all the parts? No, no, no. They just have to get in. Like, this is them putting it on a lift and going, all right, game plan. Okay. So it's not Understood. even in the, it's, part, it's outside so, the shop. So planning starts next week. Some initial planning, but then, like, actually having the car on a lift. So, okay. like, we're going to need to do this, this, and this. We can save money here. Oof, that's going to be, you know, so that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, so I'm looking You mean somebody doesn't make a kit for that car? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so no updates on that, like I said. Um, I'm swapping. The Audi S5 Sport back goes away on Friday, and I get into the Veloster R which I'm very curious about. Yes. Mr. Fenske actually covered that car just a little while ago. Um, right. He did yeah. great coverage of it. Uh, yeah. That, he did the end. He drove the end. Or, or that's right. He had the end, not the R. Right. Because he covered the whole... Um, launch. It has... Um, launch. Not no. To, um, the fuck? Like what rally cars have. Uh, forever anti, boost. Anti-lag. Yeah. Forever uh, well, boost. Well, it's anti-lag and, and, and big quotes with that, but he did a good job covering it. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I... I really want to like the Velosters if it wasn't for the asymmetrical design of them. It looks sharper, though. They really sharpen the car up, and I, I mean, I like the way it looks. now. I, but I did yeah. just schedule something else because I knew it would be in town because of Pebble Beach, the McLaren 720S. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Let me do that again. Yeah. So that uh, so I think I have a I think I have a new Volt on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Volt. No, I do. I'm specifically uh, I'm specifically getting it so that my dad really really is looking at buying a Volt to replace his 15 year old Toyota Matrix, mm-hmm. and he's going to be retiring in about two years. And he's like, look, I want something that's bulletproof, that's going to be almost free to operate. And he's like, I like I also I like that I also get lots of tax credits with it. Yeah. Do you still get them? Yeah. Okay, good. For now. For now, right. For now. Until, like, we'll probably, you'll probably get taxed extra under, like, the orange Cheeto syndrome thing. <laughs> uh, it's, but yeah, so I'm going to have one of those coming. Uh, and then I got to book a SEMA car now, too, because I'm starting to get everything ready for SEMA. Oh, I was thinking um, SEMA. I, well, you don't, you just have to show up and talk. I know, but I, I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't, I, I just felt like we were like, you put in so much hard work. There were other podcasts that oh, yeah. have bigger audiences than us, um, and I don't have any problems with them at all. I love Magnaflow for giving us the space and this yeah. free hat. Um, I just feel like maybe we could have had a little bit more representation on the signage or something. Uh, yes, that was an issue, and that, that is being addressed this year. There are lots of things. Let me put it this way. A lot of things were outside of my control last year, and right. then they were basically handed to me and went, here, we hope you can make something beautiful with this. And I said, well, but that's a pile of poop and twigs. Right. <laughs> uh, as much as I love you, Magnaflow people, there were problems, and we've discussed this. This is no secret. So I, so, I don't want it to sound like I'm coming off as ungrateful because the forum was great, the, the them sending them all that stuff, um, you know, uh, supporting your efforts with supporting all those other podcasts. That's all wonderful. Yeah. It just felt like every other podcast was listed, and we're here to crank out a bunch of shows, and we don't even have a logo up there. Like, that kind of sucked a little bit. Yeah. It, fe- it felt like we were, like, like like I said, also rants. But uh, yes. Let me put it this way. It's being addressed, um, and people will be on much better behavior this year because I will rule with an iron fist. So if anybody's going to be at SEMA, yeah. come say hi to us. Uh, and likewise, if you... Three, two months out. If you are an automotive podcaster with a decent-sized audience... Um, just reach out to me. I uh, probably best bet is Chris at Shout Engine. Um, and someone just asked if we're going to attempt to live stream from SEMA. And I wrote fuck no, but I don't know. Chris might pull something out of his his. his uh, there are no promises right now, but that may actually be something that we do for MagnaFlow. Not specifically just for us, but kind of I may set it up overall. It's going to be a big setup this year because we're going to have the we're going to have the stage for doing panel shows. But we're also going to have a small studio for doing um, for doing small private recordings. Okay. So private, intimate, an intimate evening with the Hooniverse in, podcast. In, in, yes. In, uh, yeah. an <laughs> that's fantastic. With, evenings with Jeff. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so so that'll we'll, be fun. When is SEMA? November. Uh, it is the twenty ninth to the second of November. Yes. Okay. Um, I should probably mark that on my calendar. <laughs> yeah, I already booked. I already booked my room. I booked the flight for. Jeez, uh, you're flying? No, no, no. I booked the flight for the gentleman I have working for me to come out and uh, help. Gotcha. Uh, That'll be nice. Yes. 
Uh, Good it, for you. It's necessary. After last year, it's necessary. <laughs> good for you. No, uh, that, that's a good call. Uh, yeah, a good friend of mine uh, that's formerly in the automotive community but works for me now is going to come coming out and, and helping. Um, so we'll do that. Somebody and, just asked a question, Brandon Maxwell, which car scene has better cars, Northeast or SoCal? It's SoCal, no question. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love seeing the like spring and fall and even summer when people bring their cars out of the garage, but that's every day here. My my favorite thing is I was in I was in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, which is somewhat ironic if you know Manchester, New Hampshire at all. Downtown isn't much of a downtown. Yeah. Um, but it is the second biggest city in New England. Uh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so I was there, and like you see these guys that they're like. Oh yeah, I'm hot shit right now. I just rolled out my '89 C4, yeah, and I'm rolling down the street because it's a big deal because they don't ever get to drive the damn things. Right, that's um, true. So it, it, it's amazing to see clean, clean cars in the Northeast. But literally, it's literally I will I will pass something on the way home tonight where you'd be like, oh shit, that's awesome. I'd be like, no, that's just a douche, you know, whatever. That, that's mean of me to say, but uh, no, you'll you'll see. I see stuff every day. I, I like. I was driving the other day and it was just like, oh, there's a Veyron. Okay. There you go. Like, it happens here. It yeah, just... it does. There's just... Quite frankly, it's a product of nice weather and just insanely wealthy people everywhere. Right. Uh, I'm friends with someone on Facebook who just got fed up and quit his job as a lead um, mechanic at Pagani here in... <laughs> oh, really? In Newport, because he just didn't like working for them. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you see this shit all, all the time. Which is Fuck this funny. Pagani stuff. Right. I'm going to go work for Noble. Noble. Um, I'm trying to see how long we've been on now. Uh, 48 minutes with like 12 minutes. Someone, Matt G. Rowe, there isn't even a Veyron in my entire country of Australia because it's probably $9 billion in Australia. Yeah. Uh, someone wants to know how the vet is. Uh, the vet's good. Um, it's down in the garage. I'm starting to do a little work on it. I'm just getting the... Fiesta's getting ready to go right now, so I'm just kind of taking care of a few things, doing a little paint correction on that. Um, you know, basically giving it the Larry ammo treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, after that, the vet becomes the project focus. Um, and right now I'm not going to lie. It's running a little shitty. Uh, the O2 sensors are all shot. Mm. It it needs new ones. Uh, and then I'm going to do the suspension, um, a complete refresh on that because I got bushings. And I'm finally going to do my brake upgrade, too. Oh, yeah. that's Wasn't that supposed to happen years ago? <laughs> uh, it was supposed to happen about two years ago, but there's some engineering involved with it. Oh. Because it's not like a bolt-on kit. Ah. Uh, I am adapting a set of C7Z06 brakes to the C6. Nice. Don't drive into the wall like that dude did at the Nurburgring. I'm did gonna you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Uh, it was spectacular. Did you see, like, he was through the corner, and then he mashed the gas, and then he just stepped right out and went into the wall? That's how it looked to me. Uh, yeah. The... the Young lady who got out of the passenger seat looked pretty hot, though. Um, oh, I didn't. I didn't even see that. I just saw the. I saw the gif of like, round the corner and then smash. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't it watch wasn't the whole great. thing. Um, uh, and then I have another project going on too. Okay. So, the Macan's in, and I'm like getting that. Like, I just did the whole like interior clean treatment on that and everything. Uh, and I couldn't really get the, you buy a used car sometimes and you just can't get like the old, like owner's smell out of it. You ever get that? It wasn't like dirty, but it just smells like somebody else. Different. Yeah. Yeah. So I got one of those ozone generators. Okay. Boy, does that thing work like a motherfucker. Nice. Uh, and that probably just demonetized us right there, but that's okay. I don't know. We've been swearing a lot. Um, but <laughs> those ozone generators work really, really well. I've never... Like you could scrub in a car all day long, and it wouldn't. It, this you put it in there for an hour, and then you get it, in and you're like, "Oh, it smells like nothing." Wow. Okay. Um, so they're really good. The other thing I'm doing is um, I'm doing a CarPlay retrofit on that. Um, so getting CarPlay and Android Auto retrofitted on there with some electronics I bought from China, and it's like not trivial, but I'm actually depending upon how things go. I may actually package these things and sell them sell them as kits for a bunch of different cars. Interesting. Um, kind of waiting to see how the market goes. But, like, if you guys have any interest in that, like, if you've had a car built in, like, the last 10 years but it doesn't have CarPlay, I can probably get it working with this. So just I'm trying to ballpark interest in a large Better than the power supplies. Yes. <laughs> just kidding. Yes. Um, well, to be fair, that is, like, a 10-year-old power supply. 
Yeah. Fuck you, power supply. Um, so, and then on the non-car front, I finally got shelves to fix my, sh my I don't want to call it shitty, but it's a tight one-car garage. So I'm going to clean that space up. I might do a quick video on like, you know, to ways you can improve your garage, even though I don't even really know I them. Wish you'd be, I wish we'd talked about this a week ago because that's literally what I've been doing for the last three weeks. Mm. I, I built a tire rack. I built like all this kind of I shit. I just basically need to clean it up, get more space and just get it to a place where I'm happy. It's a mess right now. I can fit cars in there. I can't fit every car in there. Uh, but I bought some shelves from Home I Depot. think we have a solution for that. And yeah. we're, we'll have a video on it next week. It is the GoJax people sent me the jacks, and I have the vet on them now, and I just haven't had a chance to shoot like a demo video of it. Uh, but those things are fantastic. I can just take my Corvette, put it up on the GoJax, and just shove it in the corner as far as I want. Right. No problem. Hmm. One person slotted around. Why don't I? But I that doesn't work for me because it's literally a single car garage. Well, fuck you, Jeff. Right. Um, with a lip to get in. So like you couldn't even push something out easily. Oh yeah, that would be a, that would be potentially a very sad day. Right. Um, so I just need to clean it up so that I can uh, just make my life easier in there and have everything the way I want it, nice and neater. And then Do start you have a to, good like, toolbox yet? Like my a... toolbox is fine. I have a I have a tall rolling chest that's fine. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not worried about that. I always wanted to get the um, what's the name of the company that makes the one where it's all pre-cut foam. And it's labeled where everything should go. They're really expensive, but they're super nice. Um, I cannot think of the name of that tool company. Yeah, I, I, those are cool, but the problem is it's an assumption that you're never going to get or change your tools at all. Yeah, but I, but they're, it, you just do it for like the basics though, like the hand tools, you know, like sockets and that shit. Yeah, I've been doing. I've been like on a big organization kit because I've got some ridiculous number of tools in my garage. Um, that I've been doing a lot of stuff with like magnets. Mm -hmm. um, so like I take a, I'll take a sheet of plywood and put it in my drill press yeah. and drill out a bunch of quarter inch holes, right. glue quarter inch magnets in there. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what you can do is you set that in the drawer okay. and you can actually then like, um, you know, like when you set like uh snap to grid on, on like a Mac desktop or something yeah. like that, it's like that, but with tools. Right. So you can like s organize stuff in your toolbox and it slides around and it snaps into place. That's kind of cool. So, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Few magnets um, and a board. Very cool. Uh, Chris, tell everybody about Shout Engine. Uh, as usual, if you decide you want to do a audio version of one of these, as we've <laughs> done for years, uh, go to Shout Engine and we will get you all set up with hosting. Um, um, I'm just trying to, and they don't. You don't care about social media, so uh, not at the moment. I can't bring myself to be on there. It's just too nasty. Um, Doesn't so. stop me from putting my name at the bottom of the uh, lower third. There was a new Celine S1 at thought someone wrote on Twitter. There was like one one or two more Twitter questions came in. Thoughts on the new Celine S1? Saw it at Barrett Jackson Scottsdale. It looked interesting. I haven't heard about that at all. Is That's... that like I'm gonna look it up because Yeah, look I'm it up. Don't, let me know when you got it and I'll I'll bring it up. Uh 2018. Oh, it's okay. No, wait, that's old. Pull it so 2018 Celine S1, but this article is from the 2017 LA Auto Show. So it says it was going to be $100,000. It was going to debut late summer 2018, which is now-ish. Carbon fiber body, 450 horsepower, 350 torque, 0 to 60, 3.5 seconds. So, um, I mean, they the one you probably saw at Barrett Jack and Scottsdale is this one, and then they didn't sell any more. I mean, is that as am I? Uh, I'm gonna wait. Like, there's no way that they can sell that at a hundred thousand dollars and make any money. It's not. It's no. It's just not gonna be a real thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess this. It doesn't seem like it's new. If everybody was talking it, about it, it mind the you, like I, part of the reason I can say this with a fair amount of authority is because like my friends were running Mosler, which was like kind of their spiritual Chevy version of that same concept. Right. You know. And that's, you know, Warren Mosler's a fucking billionaire, and uh, he couldn't he couldn't really make it work. Uh, so, they, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know much about the car then, which is a shame because it seems like it's kind of an interesting car, but eh, I don't know, man. Yeah, those and the Moslers were very cool cars for their time. It's just like, it's impossible to run those at a profit. Right. Um, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, hell, even like Pagani and those guys barely run into profit. So 
we were doing the social media shit before I got sidetracked there. Um, if you want to see more of those Yosemite pictures, I'm on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. Uh, I'm going to share, not today, probably in the next one, I'll share our potential new design logo and branding for Hooniverse.com. Uh, I'm really, really happy with some of it. Or no, I'm really, really happy with it. And now I'm going to see how it's going to look on a redesigned layout of the website to make that more modern. I keep talking about that, but I'm very excited because we're inching closer and closer to that. Yeah. I can't wait for that to happen. Um, so that's it. Uh, sorry for the middle section where well, we lost some Yeah, power. this is Thanks, still just John. the second one. We've got, um, you know, that'll get fixed for next week. We'll have Now we know that that can be a problem, so that won't be a problem again. Uh, I also have the fancy new soundboard in. I should at that point. Um, cool. And uh, and um, we might have a guest next week. We're gonna. I'm gonna. So, cause we gotta experiment with that. I, we've had a couple people who are interested in coming on. We just gotta figure out where to add the extra mics and the seats, and we'll be good. Cause that we can easily put one more. more seat in the middle. That's we not can, a problem. But I'm thinking um, if you and I go on the ends, if possible, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We may move the room a little bit too to accommodate. Um, we'll see. I mean, this is an experiment at the moment. Yeah, so it's, it's explore the space. Yes, exploring. Um, so uh, thank you for chiming in on YouTube. Um, thank you for allowing us to keep doing this video. Thing. Yeah, and I just realized the camera angle widened out when we restarted everything. So oh, yeah, yeah, got to fix that so too. So you can see some of the extra shit. Yeah, the uh, sound deadening and lamps. That's mm. funny. Um, so we'll be back next week with another. We're refining the, the, the video portion, but it sounds like the audio portion is fine. So you can keep listening to that on Shout Engine in your car, all that good stuff. So thank you for listening there. And uh, that's it. This was episode 262. Uh, again, sorry for that middle section. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll equipment, shit the bed. We'll fix it. And we can do this cool thing when we, when we go to say goodbye. All right. Watch this. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I fucked it up. I set the wrong button to it. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. See, this is, this is, this uh, is what happens here. Yeah, we'll just Isn't go back to... Is it on one of the buttons or no? Uh... No, it got oh, because you it. mapped it. it got, yeah, I mapped it wrong. We had a cool goodbye screen with like a, just a live webcam hey, of Long Beach Port. Another hookup in the stream of the shit show. This is what makes universe universe. <laughs> Bye. Bye.